morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Material Podcast, episode number 303. I am your host, Florence Ion, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Andy Anako. Hi, Andy. Hello, Flo. How's your, how's your early spring going? I've, I've, got, I've got trees that are just on the verge of budding. Like I've been watching like little green like nubbins starting to appear in the branches. And now they're not quite unfolded white buds, but they're close to it. And I can see that the birds are like, come on, man. Come on. Because, oh, we, we, we can't build nests until you give us some good cover against the hawks and stuff like that. So, <sighs> Well, the thing is, it's been blooming here since last month. So, you know, I now I have postpartum allergies, which really sucks. Oh, man. And, um, you know, because your body changes when you're carrying that baby and then it develops all of these sort of whatever antibodies to things. And then I guess you leave <laughs> some antibodies out because it's like we have to protect this like a little zygote and then screw the mom. <laughs> so you know, I'm just like, whatever. It's fine. She's healthy. Everyone's fine. Um, I tried to get some sun time today just because, uh, Andy, working a full-time job is a lot of work. <laughs> um, I'm not saying I've been slumming it as a freelancer, okay? It's just the way that your brain is when you're a freelancer is very different than when you are like on staff somewhere in, in the industry. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but the last year... I have been living life as a college student, excuse me, a bachelor with a baby. So as you can imagine, I've been getting absolutely no sleep and I've just had like the weirdest schedule. And so like having a routine, it's, it's an adjustment after after five years. Yeah. And uh, does does everybody know uh, where you're working now? Uh, Yes, I, uh, I am working at gizmodo.com. I'm a staff writer. (laughs) Um, I'm still covering Android, covering smart home. I get to cover keyboards too. That's fun. (laughs) So I basically get to write about stuff that I like, which is great. Um, and on top, you know, adding to that pile of stuff that I like, actually, I don't know if I like this stuff. So this week, the review embargo lifted on the OnePlus watch, (laughs) which everybody did it ever. What's what's the, the the headline that sticks out is like the, this is the worst watch. That was Victoria Song, my yeah. colleague, and I was I, I, you know, it it was a it was a good week to start a Gizmodo, I have to say. Um, <laughs> and then I got this watch. I got the watch today, so here it is. Um, I have to like Whoa. install it. It's but it's huge. Look at it relative to yeah. my wrist right here. That would be that. That reminds me of the first like Moto watch that looked comically huge. Yeah, but I mean, this is this is like Wonder Woman deflecting bullets, sort of. Like oh, one hundred percent. That's a great comparison. I haven't set it up yet. Um, <laughs> oh, so you've got that to look forward to. Wonderful. Well, so the thing is, it uses this watch band mechanism that is a kit. So one thing that Victoria pointed out to me, which I didn't realize, is that this is supposed to not only compete with Samsung and the Android world, but it's supposed to carry some sort of appeal akin to the Apple watch because the watch, I tossed it on the other side of the room, but it comes in this like long, very long, narrow box where the watch is splayed out, you know, (laughs) like this versus how you would pick up a watch today from most manufacturers where it's kind of like furled nicely. It's like clasped around a little like whatever. And so the box is nice and small, but this is just like this giant, narrow, long red box um, you open it and then it has this clasp clasping mechanism that I am told is like the uh Apple Watch, the original Apple Watch. Yeah, that the original looks Apple Watch familiar. clasp. Yeah. Very uncomfortable for me and my eczema-laden skin. Um, which by the way, that is like a thing that I with age and <laughs> post-pregnancy is like a, a real thing that plays into a lot of my decisions now is will it give me eczema? <laughs> In all seriousness, I went to go look for a watch band on Amazon from the manufacturer that I usually buy for my Galaxy Active. I have like a bunch of different colors that I like to swap out. They had the size. So this would take a 24, my God, is it 22 22 millimeter wide? Uh, The little Pogo watch bands. 
that's the kind of watch band that takes the ones with little pogo springs that uh, you know the quick release springs that a lot of them have. Yeah. Um, the base for this thing is very magnetic, <laughs> but it doesn't sit the watch the whole way. So the watch will like move around it and then constantly like lose its its connection. Yeah. It's just um, I, I, I'm not I'm not positive about my experience with it, but I'm gonna do it because I think it's <laughs> I think it's yep. an important. It's an important chapter in this wearable story that we're experiencing as Android and Google users. Uh, and also, I want to see how bad this thing is for myself. It, right. it already started up in another language, just as Victoria's review had said. V- v- Victoria wrote one hell of a review because I, yeah. I was reading it. And it, as bench, there, 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 there's a key to writing a review of something that you think is terrible. And the wrong answer is to just be a sarcastic little flipping whatever about it uh it's here's what i would expect this to do here's what the experience actual actually was but also to write it in such a way that uh that it, it's still entertaining and wonderful to uh wonderful to 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 read uh, i i i i still remember the uh, uh my review of the first uh, microsoft zune player and i think that i think that i started off by saying that's it's overall was about as about as pleasant as having an airbag deploy in your face and it kind of went from there but that's yeah this (laughs) i it seems like they don't necessarily have the apple watch killer although did you see the so john prosser uh the tipster has uh renders of the google pixel watch that he says might be coming out in october and it looks pretty cool uh, in the sense that it's another watch with sort of like a colorful, swappable, uh, yeah. rubberized uh, uh, band and a circular display, and but has one button and apparent. And he's saying no bezel. Um, he he has, he he says in the in the uh, in the accompanying uh, video he's done that he has seen actual photos. He's had these renders made because to make sure that he doesn't actually share the actual photos and and tip his source, but. It would be it would be nice. The, I I wish that we gave it some sort of a idea of the scale of this thing, because the damn the th- the one thing that no one seems to be able to match Apple for is making a watch that just looks proportional on men's wrists and on women's wrists. Yeah, because even the even Across the really the board. even the really good ones they they have to be sort of one of those military style watches, and they can't make them really really small for people with smaller wrists. I mean, I think that's not this, even and it shouldn't be, by the way, a man versus woman thing, because it really right. is just like we need to make watches that are comfortable for everybody to wear. And everybody's True. body is different. We're not a one size fits all earth. Thank God for that. Um, and and somebody did le- uh, tweet me and say that, like, well, it wasn't designed for women. And that is another thing I bring up is that this was not designed for. A population of, you know varying subsets this was designed for one specific kind of user right which is like the cool tech bro <laughs> yeah. no <laughs> I mean, but yeah it's i, I and I, like i thought OnePlus was trying to not do that completely yeah. so that's that's kind of where i'm at there you know i thought that we were going to diversify a bit we were going to become better than the company that it started and um we don't have a lot of big players in the Android world anymore. Come on, LG said bye bye last <laughs> week. So I would like yeah. to see at least pretend that, you know, you see me. <laughs> Just pretend like yeah. everybody else does. Dove does it. Like every tech company does it. Like, just play the same game as everyone else. It's not hard. Why do you think I shop at Target? Because they're playing the game. Yeah, make, make, make the exact same Makita reciprocating saw, but color it pink. Exactly. Get the same stock photography and say that you uh, support all women of all colors everywhere. (laughs) Anyway, we uh, we 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 license a very diverse (laughs) range of stock images of women holding our product. Andy, how is your week going? Oh, on on the balance, very well, because uh, it's uh, I'm starting to feel springtime. So it's the combination right. of knowing that I'm like uh, I'm, I've got I've got my 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 first uh, my first vaccination Exa- shot. That's also why I was gonna say. Plus, I, I uh, plus again the weather is nice, and I'm finding myself thinking, okay, I re- Andy. Not not only is the weather really really nice, 
but you live in a place where beautiful places are within walking, yeah. not to, not like hiking yeah. distance, but easy walking distance. So That's you really why people have ride no cruiser excuse. bikes where you live and have cute little baskets and like bread yeah. in there and stuff. Come on, Andy. Yeah, it's so so uh, <laughs> so. It's on that basis. I mean, uh, on that basis, it's been it's been very very nice. Of course, I still have to deal with technology. So You're, the indoor life. There's that. Uh, yeah. So my Pixel Book, uh, I. As usual, I like spent my woke up, used my Pixel Book to like get the news, read my comics, have my first cup of tea. Then I closed the Pixel Book, carried it into the living room, and then opened it again. And suddenly, like the entire left side of the keyboard is dead, and I haven't been able to bring it back. I don't know. I still, still to, to this day, Thursday. Evening, to this day, it's been like four days. Not that not that I've been doing nothing but ninety six hours, like <laughs> having it on uh, in the ICU trying to figure things no, out. No, I know, but I was but, but I was but I was hoping there was some sort of weird software bug, or maybe right. there was some sort. This this or is maybe the, it needed a charge or something. Exactly, or maybe it needed a cookie. Sometimes we all just need a cookie. But but one one of the other things is that I've often been caught out by like maybe i i've i fumbled my fingers on some uh, on the keyboard and i accidentally found like some sort of a hot key for an accessibility feature that i didn't know existed and so wait a minute why is it that like suddenly like i have to press i have to press down on these keys and it doesn't go until it releases and like oh oh wait wait a minute maybe, oh that's right there's an accessibility feature for like for keyboard adaptability mm. that i didn't know existed and that's so i was hoping maybe it was an assistive device but i can't i can't figure it out and now i'm waiting for a time when i can uh take t- oh, I, I don't believe i'm saying this but take it apart and look for like a loose keyboard connector or something, something that looks like it's out of place. I have, this is, this is my, like my, my SUV. I'm like, I, by the way, I'm doing the whole Millhouse eyebrow yeah. situation right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I know. know. Why. It's, it's, just... it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not optimistic. The, the thing is, this is like my, my SUV kind of computer, like the one that I carry and bounce around in my bag and carry everywhere. So it's not, beyond reckoning that perhaps there is some sort of internal connector that has been hanging on for dear life for a little while and i just happened to jostle it uh, uh this final way out but every single video and every single ifixit guide has reminded me that this is not going to be an easy thing to take apart and get at like the, the connection between the keyboard and the motherboard so i know that i'm going to have to set aside like an entire afternoon just to make sure that I'm patient and I work through this step by step, and and the the and the the, the stakes here are that the thing still works fine. I have a so I, I'm using it with a Bluetooth keyboard right now, and because it's a 360 design, it means that I can just sort of like tent it. God. As like okay. a sort yeah. of like a, as an easel and still yeah. use it as a very, very nice, friendly computer. And okay, so it's still working. It's just the keyboard has gone kaputs, and you have no idea what's going on. Exactly. Well, not see, not e- not even the whole keyboard. It's just half the keyboard. Right. And, excuse me. Half and for the and for a while, I thought that hey, you know what, Andy, you you're maybe you're in a rut as a writer after all these years. What if you were to write an entire column using only words that involve letters on the right side of the keyboard? And then I tried that for a good like twelve seconds, and so I mean, I'm, I've lost the A, the S, the R, the T. The E, I'm sorry. like all, all of the blue chip letters are on the left side of the keyboard. And I'm, I'm just not that talented. You can't win Wheel of Fortune with only half a keyboard. Exactly. Okay. So, so, so there's that. It, it, it did give me, unfortunately, the, the thought that, okay, well now what happens if I can't fix this? Because it's like, not now I, I will now have an opening in my, in, in my organization for that super, super lightweight, versatile and, 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 uh, uh, and thin computer that I can just throw in a bag and take with me, even if I'm not in the middle sure of a chip and GPU shortage that is yeah. spanning the globe. That's great. Yeah. What a well, great time to need a new computer. Yeah. Well, uh, well, and the, th- and the thing is, I don't necessarily <laughs> need one because I did buy I this brand new MacBook a few months ago, but it's it's never been a really good. Uh, what, I, what I've always loved about the Pixelbook, because it's a two in one, is that. Again, no matter what sort of physical form, whatever physical form I need it to be in, I can put it into that form and it works. So it's not, it's, I want something as versatile as that. And of course, next week, the rumor is that at Apple's event, they're going to be announcing new like uh, iPad Pros. Right. So there's on 420, blaze it up. (laughs) 
Woo. And I'm and there's sorry, and, oh sorry. and and of course the and of course <laughs> social media found some sort of 69 connection as well. Listen, let them have it, Andy. We are okay, still know, we are still uh, in a pandemic, okay? No, no, no argument here. But I I there there's a piece of advice that I I I for the first time in life, like about five or six years ago, I was able to like express it, uh, express it explicitly. And the advice is this. It's okay to just to let people enjoy a good time. Just let, let us millennial. <laughs> that's how millennials, that's our joke making. That's how we make jokes to each other. So just let us have this. Okay. So we can do, say I, nice to exactly, each other over and over and over, say, and over I, again. See, we, now we, <laughs> we too in generation X understood the context of the number 69, how amusing it could be in multiple contexts. However, we didn't, you guys didn't say nice. We, didn't, we did. See, that's, that's, see, this is the, what I like is that it, it says, okay, look, we all know we're not we're not reacting to this because we have we're filthy degenerates. We're just saying nice. Just it's just just like just, just like when someone says something, everybody in the room, we're all thinking that's what she said. Could we all agree that we acknowledge that that would be funny as a that's what she said joke? Great. Yes. We don't and have to every say Every single headline that you see on Apple Day next week will be that headline plus blaze it up. Because <laughs> it's just uh and you and everybody knows like Steve Jobs did a crap ton of drugs, so I just <laughs> as he he actually he actually said he actually talked about how there are some people who should drop acid and spend some time at an ashram, <laughs> not not in a favorable light, <laughs> like chill out L seven. <sighs> hey guys, guys, hey listeners. Um... <laughs> We put out a bonus episode last week for the a bonus episode. We put out a members only episode um, called Material Studies. It's our new book club. And, you know, it's where Andy and I get together and we consume a form of media that's somewhat adjacent to our fair Google. And then we sit around and talk about it the same way we do every week. But you just get that little bit of extra bit from us and on a very focused topic. So if you're interested in that, you can go to relay.fm slash membership to learn more on how to become a member of the podcast network and then get access to that episode and a bunch of other great like bonus episodes and members only episodes that exist on that feed. So something to check out. Uh, Andy and I have already picked and actually Andy, my book came. So Yay. it's here. I have to start reading it. So um, once I get settled in this week, I'm going to finally work it into my routine. Um, and then Andy and I will be having our book club either in very late May or June for that one. So you have some time to read it. Um, and Andy, could you remind me what the book was again, in case you have it near you? I'm sorry. I did not prepare Andy for this beforehand. And I, that's okay because I I spilled like a I have like a liter water bottle and it was half full I know, and I sort of I'm kicked sorry. it over. So which means that the stuff that was like stacked up next to like my good chair here, including the book, has been restacked. Well, it's a it's a humdinger of a book. It's probably in the living room. Do you Hold hear on. that? A, a, a humdinger of a book. It's called Your Computer is on Fire. Ah, it's edited by Thomas S. Mullaney, Benjamin Peters, Mar Hicks, and Kavita Phillip. It is available from MIT Press. So go check that out. Um, you can check it out at mitpress.mit.edu or type it in wherever you get books. I'm not going to tell you where to get books, but I'm going to say there's a lot of really big local bookstores like Powell's Books <laughs> that do online books. So just kind of consider that, okay? There you go. Put your money somewhere good. Uh, and they do PDF versions too, the MIT Press. Yeah. So uh, if you just want an ebook. Great, um, great thing okay. about some of those independent bookstores, a lot of them have cats in them. Exactly. And, so and those cats you, need to eat. And you yeah. guys know how much cats eat. Even if even if you can't get even if you can't like actually go into the bookstore, but you should be able to go back into the bookstore fairly soon, they, they'll probably have uh, pictures of that cute cat like on the website. Some of them exactly. will even have like on their Instagram stories, they'll have videos yes. of the cat. So think about that exactly. the next time. Do you do you want do you want to pay for point oh 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 one percent of Jeff Bezos' lawn care on his newest mansion, or do you want to help Mars. feed Mr. Cuthbertson? Exactly. Uh, okay. Up next. We're going to take a little break and then we're going to chat about Android's continued failure at unified messaging, how ad blockers kept us from doing the podcast this week, and uh, all about Google Earth's really sad and realistic depiction of where we are at in climate change. So let's take a break before we dive in. This episode is brought to you by Pingdom. 
from SolarWinds. While you've been listening to this podcast, how would you know if your website had gone down? Would you know if customers couldn't click that buy button or fill out a trial form? You might stumble across the problem by luck, but that means you've already lost out on new customers. You need something to tell you everything is running smoothly on your site, and more importantly, when it isn't. So you need Pingdom. Pingdom detects around 13 million outages every month. That's more than 400,000 outages every day. And for as low as $10 a month, Pingdom helps keep your sites online. It doesn't matter if you're a startup or a Fortune 500 company. You need real-time alerts about critical website issues and customization of how you're alerted, whether it is Vice, SMS, email, or your team's collaboration apps. Pingdom even tracks and analyzes your website's load times so you can see what's affecting the user experience. If you have a website, you need Pingdom. Take charge of monitoring your site in minutes. And go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. Then, when you sign up, use the code MATERIAL at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Well, 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 if you thought that Android users were ever going to be on the same messaging app akin to iMessage, well, uh, I don't think that is I don't that that's still not happening. It's it's um at least it's not happening fully actively slash presently. It's happening sort of passively. And I will explain as soon as I tell you what I am referring to. So this week there was news, and you can read my article at gizmodo.com <laughs> on the news, <laughs> uh, that the CCMI or the what was it, cross carrier messaging initiative was killed off completely. Like it was just donezo. The the company that was going to provide all the backend infrastructure for it said that they're still going to work on like this apparent way that they were going to bring RCS to all Android users on all carriers at the same time. Um, but those carriers have all pulled out of this initiative. So it's pretty much <laughs> up to your carrier now to take you to RCS if you're on Android. Uh, T-Mobile has been kind of one of the front runners of bringing RCS to Android. They are fully adopting the Android Messages app. They are going to have that be the default on all phones sold through them going forward versus we still have Verizon and AT&T, which peddle their own messaging apps. And in some cases, what I was reading in the AT&T uh, like fine print was that you have to pay extra for this. I think it's called advanced messaging or it's <laughs> yeah. just given some sort of like marketing shtick. <sighs> it only works with AT&T customers. And then it's the same thing with Verizon. You have to have Verizon messages. Um, it's so frustrating to be in this box. Like my mom and I are both on Verizon. We both have Android devices, but because she uses Verizon messages and I use Android messages, I don't get read receipts. I don't get high quality media. Like sometimes she'll send me a video of Mona that she took the other day. And then it's like this low bit rate crap video. I'm like, this is, it's like, it's like I'm, my mom and I are, you know, it's like she's on Apple yeah. and this initiative was uh, announced, put together in 2019, but when it was introduced, Google wasn't really a part of it. So a lot of the reports about uh, about the CCMI going under have said that like the writing was on the wall a couple of years ago, that this was not really going to go through. Um, and honestly, if you want RCS at this point, you just need to make sure everybody is on, is on Android messages. That's just kind of the only way. And so when I said that this is a passive thing on Google's end, I kind of feel like Google's just hoping we all just catch on and just just adopt Android yeah. messages and that's it. Like and just tell the carriers we're not going to use their stupid apps. Yeah, it's 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 heartbreaking and frustrating because it's just such a it seems like such a simple problem where it's not as back in the day 
and then let me take it all the way back to the 1990s when this idea for the World Wide Web came across. They said, well, here's a standard, and if everybody supports this one standard for both describing documents and content and also placing them on servers for access, that means that everybody could share the exact same stuff. And now here we are all that time later, and we can get all the Spider-Man fan fiction we could possibly want because of it. And at no point did they think, wait a minute, if we come up with a – if I – Constantine Q. Verizon come up with our own standard for the web that you have to be a part of Verizon Network in order to do. We could own the entire World Wide Web and in little castles and crags and skull-shaped caves and uh, atoll islands that uh, uh, Justine uh, AT&T and, and, and Persalius uh, Comcast were all saying, I can own the entire web. Ooh, imagine the fools that are not as good business people as we are. And then we'd have all these crappy individual balkanized versions of the web. And that's exactly what we're doing. Only it's communications. It's the ability for each of us to talk to our friends and our family and our parents. Okay, and but like, Andy, ugh. the carriers can't monetize RCS. Or at least that's kind of like the big, that was a big thing I saw across the board was that you can't really make money off of RCS. I forgot what, Andy, you know this. How are they making money off of iMessage? Uh, they're, 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 they're making an exclusive to a really expensive phone with sure, 40% exactly. uh, hardware margins. Well, it's exclusive. Yes, Apple's making money off of it. I guess I was thinking about Carrier. Well, Carrier's no, can they, still they, charge. They because... Well, it's it's just this this they no one makes money off of it per se, only because just this, just like they don't make money off of WhatsApp. The fact that uh, iMessage, but that's why the carriers hate those messaging apps right. because there's no way that they can monetize them, which is why they have not been quick to adopt RCS because they're like, well, how are we gonna? How is that gonna help our bottom line? And it's not at the end of the day. Mm. Well, see, the thing is that they're still convinced that there are people out there who are unaware of of WhatsApp or unaware of all these other like chat apps and that they were happily be they will happily pay extra money for what are now very, very basic uh, uh, messaging services that will only work with co- with people who share your exact same carrier. And that's just not going to – I'm just amazed that there are business people that are so stuck in the 1970s model of, well, we what, what a consumer is going to do because we're the big oligarchy company that has control over everything. And that's great if you – again, if you are Verizon because you actually do have control over a certain reason. But when it comes to messaging, again, if you if, – if everybody else can swap really great like animated stickers with reactions and you're stuck with a client that does nothing nothing people are not going to say wow i wish i i'm i'm, I'm going to switch to this other uh, uh, verizon messaging app and i'm going to convince every single one of my friends to drop their contracts with AT&T and T-Mobile and sign up on Verizon so that i can see their stickers it's like i don't understand this business mind i it's anti-consumer quite frankly you make you you make money by you make money by giving people a free messaging client that encourages them makes it really really easy for them to attach like these 8.1 gigabyte reaction gifs gifs but i don't even know know how it's free because they charge me for sms theoretically you're paying for sms as part of your plan as it is um and they charge you per whatever if you're not paying for a plan which is so right. wild um well, this is this is the same company that used to like that how many decades did the phone companies like charge for touch tone dialing <laughs> you know it's like they they will find a way to charge for everything and i think that's that's the mindset that even, even as even as like the 90 year old vice presidents start dying off and get replaced by fresh spunky 42 year old vice sure. presidents who grew up with phones, it's like, ugh, it frustrates me because, again, when I see these people who are just trying to be chiselers, trying to nickel and dime, not realizing that they could create Shareholders. so much more. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, again, I just I just wish I could, I could ever find a dollar amount to saying, well, the fact that now you're charging for the drinking straw that you add to the bag when I buy a cheeseburger, tell me how much money that you're making 
by charging me eight cents for every one of these things? Or how, how much are you making for, as opposed to simply giving me like a free X? Ex- if I ask for a free extra thing of dipping sauce for my McNuggets, how much are how much money are you are you losing? It's it's not it's not like an airplane where you 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 might ask a flippant question like that's like, oh god how much how much could it possibly cost how much are you possibly saving by giving only half a can of soda and they'll say well the can of soda costs very very little but actually the fuel cost of putting twice as many cans of soda of liquid on each plane times how many pl- flights we do here's how much money like oh okay i get that now <laughs> But with phone, yeah. phones, it's like remember when you remember when you said that if I use if I texted people more than fifty times, oh my god, I'm putting an incredible load on the system, and I couldn't po- I couldn't I can't possibly do it without giving you extra money. And then suddenly these little upstart providers start giving unlimited texting, and <laughs> suddenly you figured out how to give me unlimited text for nothing. I remember those days. Yeah. Oh, if only it were the telecoms were considered a public utility, then things would be so much differently. Uh, and in other just really sad messaging news, just sort of to round out the sadness here all around for us Android users, <laughs> Apple has officially just come out. Well, they didn't well, officially come out and say it. What happened is that they had to disclose it in these discussions that they had to provide for the big Epic Games uh, court battle. You know, they you have to... The nice thing about being sued or getting sued is that all of your skeletons will come out of the closet. Yeah. And in Apple's case, the skeleton is that, I don't know why anybody's surprised about this, but the skeleton is that they're not interested in making an iMessage client for Android because that would kill exclusivity. And that's absolutely, obviously, duh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> um, it's but just it, that but they, it's, refresh- it's refreshing to hear it in, like, in their own Validated. Terms. Yeah, because so so yeah. So part of part of the argument that uh, Epic Games is making against Apple is that they want lock in wherever they can lock people in, wherever they can deny customers' right. choice and make it really really hard for them to be able to choose where to buy something or where to do something. And of course, one of the great things, one of the interesting discussions, in, internal email discussions they uncovered during discovery was conversations. I think back in 2013 about about iMessage and iMessage was introduced at in 2011 at the time when Steve Jobs himself introduced this new platform he there was a big slide on the screen with all of these three and four letter acronyms of all the open standards that are rolled into it and how we're going to be we're going to be releasing this as an open standard so that anybody can write an iMessage client and then apparently they didn't have licensing in place so that they couldn't actually do that but two years later there was a discussion uh where uh well uh, can we can and should we like actually make an android client uh for this and there was a a course acknowledgement that oh well we we actually we certainly can do that but uh, the conversations from top level executives that are still with the company right now uh the only unnamed apple employee in this was an unnamed employee uh who uh, who said uh quote the number one most difficult reason to leave the apple universe unquote is iMessage and then Phil Schiller, who was then Apple's director of worldwide product marketing, said, oh, yeah, that's, that's right, because, quote, moving iMessage to Android will hurt us more than help us, unquote. Uh, then Craig Federighi, who is senior vice president of software engineering, kind of put the button on it by saying, well, iMessage on Android would simply remove an obstacle to iPhone families giving their kids Android phones. So it's it's nothing it's nothing that we didn't suspect. Also, Apple is not really good at building services, so perhaps they would not have done a yeah, good perhaps job that's creating, a, creating, at the end of the day. But, but then, then again, it's, there's a difference between this is common understanding and this makes sense and no, no, here are the actual direct quotes. I don't think it's going to help Epic Games that much because their case isn't that great. But like you're absolutely right. The only times that Apple is being Apple is such a secretive company that the only time we we learn the kind of history of how they develop products mm-hmm. uh, history that actually makes Apple look very, very good and makes is kind of inspirational to other engineers is when they get sued by a really big company. <laughs> like when Samsung sued, when, when Apple and Samsung were suing each other over like who stole what from the iPhone. I'm just laughing at the absurd absurdity of it. Cause I'm just like, you might as well just tell us it's like with this whole pixel leak that's <laughs> right. been going on. Like will, will they, or won't they Google announce something at Google IO? And it's just like, you know what? Just, 
it's fine. Just tell us you, you don't want us. That's okay. <laughs> like I, I knew that already. It's like when the bully just keeps bullying you and you're like, what is your problem with me? And the bully is just like, I just have a problem with you. And you're like, well, <laughs> Yeah, and all, all these and all these leaks and all these like uh, uh, teases, they're 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 that's the equivalent of why are you, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? It's like okay, I don't. I mean, I I know that you're coming out with a probably of a a five A, a 5A version of the uh, Pixel five A. I mean, again, if you want to say that it's it's like there's so many leaks and so many discussions about that, I really don't care. We know you're going to do this sooner or later. Like just what just. You know, either tell us and tell us right now or just don't we know you're going with out you. with her. Just admit it. You don't need to hide it. <laughs> <laughs> Should we take a quick little break to uh, take a break and then come back? <laughs> I Because yeah, I feel as though I do have to tell everybody about that, that girl. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, feel, I know that you probably have felt dissed or minus, as it were. Uh, that it's uh, the love that's in our eyes every time we bump elbows at the pencil sharpener in 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 fourth period bio. Uh, the I know we 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 have not been wearing that mask of, of of dull recognition well. Indeed, the pain that must have been to see the love that we share that no one else has ever shared. The intensity of that relationship. It's almost like we're flaunting it, really. But what can we do? We're teenagers in love. We could take yeah, a break. Yeah, we can take a break. I think I, think <laughs> I need to, uh, more, more water or something. This episode of Material is brought to you by Make Do by Relay FM. If you like this show, there's a good chance you'll like Make Do. You don't have to monetize your hobbies, but if you want to, the Make Do podcast is ready to be your cheerleader. Host Tiff Arment is a glass artist, painter, and photographer with a not-so-secret past in Broadway costuming. Also hosting is Julia Scott, a journalist, potter, and self-proclaimed textile goblin. Personal experience portion. Yeah, I, I, I love these two hosts. Uh, uh, <laughs> they're, they, they are really, really great makers. That I've I've been fans of their Instagrams for a long, long time. The sort of and they they create the sort of stuff that really shows the joy of just discovery and doing things that have an endpoint that results in a physical, tangible, wonderful little object that expresses your personality. Uh, and that joy, I think, uh, comes through in this podcast. Um, it's. <laughs> The description is really is really apt here. It's not just about, uh, oh, well, gosh, 18 different WordPress uh, imperatives for creating your own self-business site. It really is all about the entire process, the entire universe of being someone who has suddenly finds themselves with this ability to make really, really cool and interesting things that other people want. And believe me, having seen <laughs> – uh, have having having seen uh julia's like tentacle coffee mugs it's like ooh, i want that and <laughs> every now and then like tiff will, will will post like some of her stained glass like ooh, i want that uh there's a whole universe of thoughts that go around this idea that well gee maybe i can sell this maybe i can turn this into a small business but it's a fusion of uh, running a business and deciding to put a worth on your own work, but also not turning this into a job, not becoming an entrepreneur, you know, where you're just turning out stuff, you know, it's a very, very compl complicated calculus. And there's so many episodes that uh, are of practical concern, but also so many that are really nice on philosophical stuff. That what what what's going through your mind as you're making stuff? What uh, what are your expectations of yourself? Uh, and again, simple things like, well, how much do you charge for the things that you make? This is this is stuff that's kind of on my mind. I do, uh, I, I have a couple of hobbies that uh, I'm pretty intense about. One of them is photography, and there are times where I'll I'll wind up with a photo that I really really like, and I think I'll even like make like a really nice sixteen by twenty print for myself, and I'll think, gee, this is I think this is actually saleable. I've I've done a couple of gallery, uh, I've I've been in a couple of gallery competitions, and uh, so I've seen my stuff hanging in galleries, and it's like you know that's that's actually surprisingly competent, Andy. That you could actually sell this, but uh, when you when you're in a gallery show, you have to 
uh, well, how, how much, if someone wants to buy this, how much will you charge for this? And I'm like, I don't know. I, but, but here's how much I paid for the frame. And uh, I don't. So <laughs> there's, if, if you create, uh, even if you are not interested in uh, selling what you do, you will find a lot of sympathy. You'll find a lot of thoughts coming in through your headphones that you have thought inside your head. Uh, and Tiff and Julia are really, really great and engaging hosts. And I'm really, this is, this is yet another opportunity uh, to tell all of our listeners how cool I think that some of our fellow Relay FM hosts are. Okay, now we're going back to the pre, pre, prepaid ad read. Uh, <laughs> uh, some really great episodes include The Myth of the Tragic Artist, Don't Tell Me How to Hobby, or just start from the beginning and listen to the whole crafty artistic journey. Well, Andy and I are going to let you in on a little secret. Um, it's it's Google's fault that the podcast <laughs> is late this week. It's it's Google's fault. Okay. Mm. Um, I, I, now I see. I tried to fix it. So we do. We I create the show the show notes in Google Docs, and so I opened up like the template, and it didn't work. And so I created like a new document and it didn't work. Everything was haywire. Like all the text was, uh, every, all the text were like, the formatting was all screwed up. Blocks were like over on top of each other. Whenever I, if I decided to just grit my teeth and use it without formatting, that I click on one place and the letters I type would appear someplace else. And I tried everything. I tried closing windows. I tried restarting. I even tried cursing. And I really tried cursing. Now I don't don't think that I just gave this this oh gosh darn it. I invented stuff. There is there are still like cracks in the paint uh, near my workstation where the some of the biggest invectives just bounced off there and just burrowed in like a termite and rattled around. So I really really tried, but nothing doing. Uh, and I, I, I just want to admit it. It actually, I, I just want to use the Google Docs excuse because it was, you know, <laughs> I, I'm the reason we're a little late this week because, you know, I'm trying to get, <laughs> get, getting settled in my new job. And, uh, you know, again, routine is hard on a person who Working never really had one. To five, what a way to make it yeah. Really oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so this week, a couple of people across the world slash Internet have uh, been complaining of constant issues with Google Docs, layout, uh, formatting issues, inability to save, as Andy said, inability to share, uh, weird text everywhere, just no way to really get your work done. And if you rely on a system um, or if you're in an organization with Google Docs that's that are being shuffled, you know, between people, this is not good. <laughs> Which is why probably a lot of people in publishing this week were very, very angry. Um, we're going to post to the 9 to 5 Google article in our notes, but the hat tip does go to Android police for figuring out that the ad blocker was the cause for all these formatting issues. So if you have an ad blocker enabled on the Google Docs web browser page, then that is just, I guess... It removes what I'm assuming are like placeholders or something that just it's, makes it's, everything it go seems, haywire. It seems to be looking at certain blocks of content and misinterpreting them as things that have to be dealt with. Exactly. Uh, it, uh, they tried to. It's like they're imagining that somewhere it's uh, that block of that 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 resume you're writing. There is a monkey that is being asked to be punched, like it is an old old uh, this uh, is flash just- ad such a reminder of how the web is really not as next generation as we think it is. Cause this really is just some code is getting stuck in the feed kind of thing. And it's just like getting scrubbed, but that caused a lot of issues for people this week enough that a couple of the Android blogs picked it up and were saying like, Hey, this is going on. Um, You know, even yeah, it's it's yeah. a lot of and people this, complained about and, this week, and and this is the same week that there was a, a another Google Docs out, or Google was it just Google Docs or Google Workspaces a big outage that was affecting lots and lots of people that uh, took Google all morning to to really lock yes, down. Yes, that's right, that's right. I remember that headline. Um, hmm, I wonder. Yeah, What's there was going there was on? yes. Google, Google hasn't actually identified this as a bug. When you go to the status board. It doesn't look like there was anything posted to the status board of, oh, we're aware of an issue right. of Google Docs. So it seems as, but the thing is that that begs the question, if it was, if Google Docs was working perfectly for me, uh, like Tuesday afternoon, 
and it suddenly wasn't working at all Wednesday morning. What happened between Tuesday and Wednesday? Somebody was flipped it? a script somewhere, maybe. Yeah. Or... It's it's also it 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 did point out to me the vulnerability of a lot of my workflows. That there's in the past few mm-hmm. years, uh, my I, I've become a lot more productive by pushing some stuff into Google Docs simply because I can switch from machine to machine to machine absolutely effortlessly and without any worry about, well, what's going to happen to this document? Uh, even if, even if I keep it on Dropbox, uh, what if, what happens to uh, the, 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 the file bundles when I go from like a windows machine to, to a Mac and the thing, but the great thing about using Scrivener or Microsoft word or something that's actually <laughs> installed on your computer is that if it's working and you haven't installed an update, it will probably continue to work as well as it Scrivener. always did. Must be nice being yeah. on a Mac. Yeah. Oh no, it's it is it's multi-platform. It's for the it's for Windows as well. That's that's why I was using that example. I I really I, I still use Scrivener a lot. I used to use it for everything, but the I when I needed to go multi-platform, I was having the problem where because Mac files are stored as bundles. It when it when it uh, when the Windows version pulls that same Scrivener project file from Dropbox, it needs to interpret this bundle as that this Macintosh construct as something that the Windows file system can understand. It's not a different file format per se. It's just the way that it's organized. And oftentimes, I wouldn't necessarily be confident that if I go back into uh, my Mac to reopen something that I opened this morning, everything would be exactly as I said. Yeah. So, but, I hate that. Yeah, but it just goes to show there's nothing that works perfectly, and there's always going to be for every, every there's there's no coin that has a heads but no tails, so to speak, and so there's always going to be problems with this. It's it again we don't we're not we're not suffering for lack of uh, reasons to understand the power that Google and all these other big companies have. If Google has an outage with Google Docs, everything. Can can just slam to a halt because I'm uh, I was trying to figure out okay if 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 Flo and I have standardized on this is how we share this document and and collaborate on it what do I have locally here that is not Google Docs that we can substitute for this and there are alternatives but it involve a a bit of conversation and negotiation and even so I was trying to figure out maybe there's there's a point at which you just need to get the darn thing done. And so I'm not going to trust anything cloud-based. I'm just going to use this this text editor, uh, or I'm going to use this local editor. And right. then if I just email her the file and then she'll email it back, that's fine too. Uh, so that's I mean that's the power that Google Google is absolutely self interested in making sure that uh, the, that the Google work work uh, suite works as works 24 seven without fail. But it also knows that as soon as it drops that ball, it is just put a big big matzo ball into the into the laps of every single user all over the world yeah. and you don't you don't want to be responsible for that you don't you don't want to be responsible for the kind of screw up that becomes the source of monologue jokes for Stephen Colbert and other late night comedians that's a good point i think for now it's a little bit concentrated in our little bubble <laughs> I think so. I think maybe that's why it's not getting as much. I don't know. I also am in our bubble a lot that sometimes I'm not really sure what's happening on the other side of it. But I will say uh, if it makes you feel better, Andy, a thing that I do is I copy text a lot of times and I'll just dump it in Droplin so that I can remember what formatting is like for some things. I do this with like my notes um, because I had to adopt a new methodology because I had to stop trusting big guys i had to start trusting some little guys too <laughs> again so so <laughs> just just like backups don't 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 store all of your trust in one place make sure you have it and you ha- you have one copy off site <laughs> not just google docs but also dropbox uh also any other cloud store i mean just seven yeah. cloud storages at least three of them will be viable maybe <laughs> Yeah, and we're not. Yeah, and we're not I'm worried kidding, about. By the way, you need to have a local, about, like always, have a localized storage. Okay, yeah. don't. The slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, they're <laughs> they they they'll hit you wherever you go. To to that end, I just have a hard drive where I just like dump Android files. Like I'll just go through and just drag the downloads folder and drop it in there. Yeah, and someday I'll go through it 
honestly, this is how I organize my life, which if you see all the boxes I have in the garage that are like uncategorized, you'll realize. Anyway, um, let's move on to another box. Let's talk about our beautiful earth. Yes, that, our beautiful, uh, pristine earth that we've done absolutely nothing bad to. It's nothing just bad. the natural processes at work that seem to be having problems. Yeah. So there's this new feature on Google Earth called time lapse, which uh, sure. Yeah. It lets you see the earth, you know, over a period of time. And the realities of seeing Earth over a period of time are seeing how the ice caps have melted and why the polar bears have nowhere to get food. Well, put it put it this way: that like bo- <laughs> both you and I like do like podcasts that involve video, and over the pa- it would be possible for me over the past twelve months to just like get a frame grab of what I look like every single week, and yeah. I I don't I don't want to see that. I I know I've deteriorated. I know that I know that uh, I've right? that I've made there there've been a lot of bad choices <laughs> made, a lot of bad plans not made, things not followed through. That basically means that things are kind of screwed over here, but that's fine. That's I don't want to I don't want to have to look at it. Google Earth is trying to make you look at it. So they've it's it even is, in like places like Las Vegas by the way. This this one yeah. that I'm looking at on the video, it's like look at how Las Vegas has changed over the last 30 years. Um, I believe they're going from 19, starting from 1984 to 2020, so to present day, over 24 million satellite photos were taken and contributed to this effort. Um, You'll see things as simple as a forest near, you know, maybe where you grew up just kind of disappear like that, or or maybe a coastline just eroding. Yeah, that that like was that. the weird one of the one of the uh, one of the, one of the ones that kind of hit home was uh, they they have a like a satellite shot of uh, of uh, Cape Cod, and you can see the, of course the entire Cape, and over the the time lapse you see oh why is like all that sand moving around and oh Cape Cod is now southern more is now more south than it used to be that can't be good oh and it's and it's, it's not just uh, the, although they have put together uh, the Voyager type guided tours you know they have that in, in in happier times the google earth has the voyager guide uh, guided tours where and now the like the, the disneyland cradle, ride the cradle it's of soaring. the cradle of uh, the cradle of humanity the me- yeah. the mess in mesopotamia beep and then here's here's where the, the tigers and the euphrates meet beep this is the, but they've done like other guided tours well if you actually do want to see what climate change has been done let's take a look at this ice sheet let's take a look uh, at this coastline here where uh, water levels are rising now right. you, you can do you can do less scary things like once again look at you you, you can you can zoom in on las vegas and see it getting tackier as uh, as uh-huh. time goes Bay Area, by california. you can, you can see, see mob control receding back vegas towards isn't tacky which vegas are we talking about las vegas is very tacky Oh my gosh! Let, the so the Bay Area belt. one so is museum, but. the Bay Area one is wild because let's see where does it start? Stop it! Stop moving! Not not you. I'm sorry. I'm talking to the machine. It starts before the earthquake. Okay. All right. So here we are over the Bay Bridge. It's going over Treasure Island. I'm sorry that I'm like dictating this to you all. Oh, again, theater of the theater of the air. 1990. You can kind of see. A little bit of a change. Does it does does it look any less fun? Because I I do recall San Francisco it just becoming gets much bigger. less fun. The skyline much just lower gets, tolerance for fun. Uh, the since skyline just keeps growing and growing and growing. Yeah. Like the further that you go down the timeline, um, and the let's see the erosion. Yeah, I really want to go through this and look at it. This is. I saw the news when it came out today, but I haven't had a chance to like go in and and dive in and really see because I want to see, you know, where I live now, like what it looked like and how the coastline has changed. I mean, I live next to the water, so I'd like to yeah. see how much I've lost of that. Um, yeah. Just really sadly, just want to say that's why we moved up the hill. I think I mentioned <laughs> that on this podcast before. It's because of climate change. <laughs> Um, But the thing also about this time-lapse engine is that Google has set aside a couple of different bookmarks for this project. So you can go in and see, let's see, uh, the drying of the Aral Sea in Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, urban growth in China, um, meandering rivers in India, coastal expansion in Dubai, 
bushfires in South Australia. So yeah. there's a lot of oh, deforestation in Madagascar. So, um, you know, it's a good little like family time, sit around, have a little lesson about <laughs> Earth. Yeah. And it's it's uh, on a positive side, it's going to be good for people who are trying to illustrate changes over time and not just climate, but uh, if you want to show, okay, let's let's take a look at this spot in Western China, and it used to be this barren kind ah, of yes. inhospitable place. And, oh look, here's <laughs> oh look, here is what seems to be a small prison compound. Oh look, it's bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh no, now it's a city. It's a prison city. Why would they be building a prison city that keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger? Are they putting people there? Maybe. That's sometimes sometimes you need that kind of illustration to say, no, this is not I can either write one sentence that says that, hey, by the way, the coastlines are are changing. Hey, look, the ice sheet is retreating up this valley it used to be this area that used to be covered in uh, half a mile of ice forever is now just we're, we're recovering like uh, 8,000 year old bodies and hunting weapons because this is never, this, that's the last time that this was like bare terrain before I'm and just... say, well, here, watch it, watch it go. We're not making this up. This isn't, this isn't does uh, Disney magic. This is actually happening. Ugh. I, I just, I, I think it's great that the stuff is being archived. Um, yeah. Is, is there a public entity that's just archiving all of this? Oh my God. The, expansion of homes in where yeah. i live god it's because in the 80s is when they were building up really uh you got to check this out guys go to our notes um we will put the link to the cnn article and then honestly if you want to go do it just type in uh google earth time lapse um yeah time lapse and yeah. it'll come up for you as the first yeah. thing we, we we do of course every every time google needs a slap upside the head we are here <laughs> to deliver that slap upside the head but there are times where you know what, that their original mandate of we want to organize the all the world's information and make it understandable and accessible. There are times where year after year, they that seems to have been a really good mission because here is another chance. Here's another case of, well, look, with all this satellite imagery has existed for uh, 20, 30, 40 years, but the average person is not going to know, hi, I want uh, Landsat a tile eight four one one eight two two one one four from <laughs> from perspective twenty four seven uh, on on in uh, June of nineteen eighty six. But you can say, hey, I wonder what has. I, I wonder where. I want. I want to take a look at what happened. What happened as uh, Olympic City gets built up, and then what happens in the ten years after the Olympics leaves. That's the sort of thing that you can. That's the sort of data that's there. If you you can express it in an English sort of a comprehensible sort of query that you can then actually create. So this is a this is a one of those one of those rare cases where Google does something cool that is not creepy. Assuming that you already understood that satellites are covering our. I was just gonna say <laughs> that satellites have been watching over us for decades and decades. Um, like like well, like a, watching over us like an angel. Sure. Yeah. Like yeah. loving. Well, Lucifer is also an angel. Okay, well, let's let's abandon this before. Let's abandon gets, this and just even. <laughs> thank everybody for listening this week. Um, we are just we're happy to be here. I also really want to thank our editor Jim. He's just been so great about our like weird schedule lately because of the new job. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andy, do you have anything that you would like to let people know you're up to this week? Yes, uh, my weekly high-tech Heidi-ho on uh, Boston's NPR station, WGBH. We did that today. Uh, so by the time you get this podcast, you should be able to go to WGBHnews.org, where they have probably put the audio of it, so you can look, go listen to it there. Uh, and as always, if you can spell my last name, I-H-N as in Nancy, A-T as in Tom, K-O, check out my Twitter, check out my Instagram. I usually put links to cool things and stuff that I'm doing right there. And, grad and congratulations. Giz Gizmodo just got a whole lot cooler because Thank you are, you. Now, you are um, now in it. <laughs> well, okay. As Andy said, you can go read my work at gizmodo.com. Um, I'm still here on the podcast. I'm still on All But Android on the Twit Network, so I'm not going anywhere from there. You can still go to my website, phonesiron.com. I need to update it now because it still says I'm a freelancer, <laughs> so... Your um, MySpace page, maybe you don't. Maybe you can put that as, as underneath the Twitter. Yeah. But, uh, well, I still like having my own space on the web, and so you know that's a yes. good place to go if you want to get links to my social media or you want to get a link to my Discord. Uh, also, Relay FM has a Discord, which is for members only. 
But if you become a member, again, at Relay.fm slash membership, then you can come join us. We have a Google room and um, there's a lot of activity in there. So think about it. And for those of you in Generation X, along with me, I, I, I need to reassure you as no uh, fiduciary or stylistic relationship to the members only line of casual sportswear that was available in the 1980s. Much the regret of people that wore them in front of cameras at the time. Nothing to do with that. Totally separate thing. We're talking about people who are members of Relay.fm that have an exclusive access to some wonderful content. Exactly. If you if you want to wear if you want to wear nylon windbreakers with weird epaulets, that's up to you. We're not going to judge, but this is not that. Those go for a lot right now. So, I'm just saying, vintage. Mm. Until next Dean, week, guys. Dean, Dean Martin used to wear them in his old age, so that's there's that. So, I imagine how much that one costs. Have a good seven days, everyone. We'll see you next week. Be safe. Be well. Bye bye.